saved. <clears throat> Good evening. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. Um, this is uh, uh, one of my favorite things that we get to do uh, as, uh, as a church family. Uh, before I dive into anything that I want to talk about tonight, I do want to welcome home the One Nation One Day awesome crew of people. So yeah. So these guys are amazing, and um, we're just part of one of the biggest things that's ever happened in Nicaragua, period, and uh, all because of them. So how awesome is that? Hey, uh, let me just say uh, this meeting, the value of this meeting uh, cannot be overestimated uh, because this is our opportunity to all pull together and kind of pull in the same direction and create the culture of our church. So uh, we all know this idea, but I'm going to keep saying it over and over. Uh, but culture eats strategy for lunch. So when the culture is right, when the culture is healthy, when the culture is strong, uh, then the truth is the strategies may or may not need to be strong, but even if they're, it, you can move forward. But if the strategy is good, but the culture is dysfunctional or sick or apathetic, um, then it doesn't even matter what the strategy is. So anything that's going to happen great in life has to have a level of passion uh, and energy and heart lean into it. So thank you guys for uh, coming out tonight. Thank you for giving us one of the most valuable gifts you can give us, and that is the gift of your presence and the gift of your time. Uh, but, I, but I also want to say the value of us being able to do this together is there are people who were going to go to hell and now going to go to heaven because we're all pulling in the same direction. And there are, there are lives that are broken that are going to be healed uh, because God's plan is the church. And that's plan A and there is no plan B and this is how he wants to get it done in the earth. So all of us together have the opportunity to help create a culture that the Holy Spirit can move in and that, uh, that, that salvation can move in and that powerful things can happen uh, in our midst. And it's just a matter of us leaning into it. So um, I want to uh, talk to you for a few moments about, uh, actually I want to cover quite a bit of ground today. I have 30 minutes is, is my slot. So it is going to work in the name of Jesus. It's going to work. But I just want to say that uh, you guys leaning in to, uh, to the culture of what we're trying to build for our church, culture is not just statements that we put on a page, and we're actually going to hand out some pages right now. Our vision, our values, uh, and uh, our statement of where we want to be and who we want to be. And I'm keeping this in front of us for a little bit uh, because I want you to, to see the, the importance of this. And I'm going to talk about a couple of dates that connect to all this. So um, our ushers are handing these out right now. Um, our mission as a church is to love God. Somebody help me. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't set you up very well for that, did I? 
All right. Don't, hey, take that down for a minute. Take that down. Yeah, come on. Let's see how you're doing. All right. What's the mission of our church? That's very good. All right. All right. What's the vision statement of our church? <laughs> that just explained why we get to go over this. All right, so our vision uh, is, uh, to, be, to be clear, is to build a large, regional, life-giving church that touches thousands of people, lifts them to higher levels of life through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and through renewed biblical mindsets. So uh, that's, that's what we're building, that's the vision, that's where we're headed, uh, that's what we've been after from day one of 28 years. Our values, we're going to walk through this, um, and value number one is we love to stay connected to heaven through prayer and worship. Uh, coming up in uh, just a few short days, as we're going to begin a, a prayer season, 21 days of prayer. We have the prayer season happens in um, January for us and then in August. And it's kind of a setup to, to lead us into the um, fall season that's coming for us. And I just want to continue to remind you. Now, um, we, we have 21 days. We're asking you to pray for 21 days. And you can choose how you want to do that. But what we are including in this is uh, a little bit of a different angle in that we're going to do Friday night mega worship style. So it's not going to be an entire mega worship like, you know, the, the big blowout things that we do once a quarter. But it's going to be that style of prayer and worship three Friday nights, August 11th, 18th, 25th. Um, I just want to keep saying this until it somehow penetrates the soul of our church. All significant spiritual battles are won first in the place of prayer. Always. It's always been that. It's what the Bible teaches. It's what the Bible shows. It's what history has shown. And for our church to take significant ground spiritually, for us to win people to Christ, for us to advance the cause of the kingdom of God, it takes a praying church. That means, that means you and me. Uh, is, so if you and I, we are the culture of our church. Amen. We, we are the culture of our church. So if we don't come together to pray, then we don't have a praying church. Just because we, it says it on this piece of paper and we're aiming for it, this doesn't matter. It matters when we embody it. It matters when we grab a hold of it. It's a matter when we lean into it. So, uh, so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you to, to carve out uh, a couple of these Fridays. You can do all three if you can. But uh, to be here for us to pray together, to see God do something great. I want to see God do something that's beyond what man can do. And, and, and I believe that is paved primarily through the place of prayer. So we got to be here. So the other part of this, uh, what I really want to enlist some help from you guys. So when we do church on Sunday, uh, church on Sunday involves everybody that's in the room. So if the, if the stage is full of life and that 
part of the church is not. In other words, if we're not having a good service, it's not just because of who's on the stage or who's not on the stage. It, we, we're either all having a good service together or we're all having a bad service together. So I'm just, I'm asking you to lean in on something that I think is pretty important. So I don't, you know, the, the personality, how many of you come to first service? Let me see. All right. How many of you come to second service? Okay, some of the same ones actually do. Uh, that's awesome. I, I, I need some help with second service. Because uh, it, it, when both in worship leading and in uh, preaching and receptivity, uh, it is, we are dragging a big rock on second service. Can I just talk straight to you? Is that okay? It's like, it's, it's actually no fun. It's actually the fact that I've been doing this for almost 40 years that I can get up and just do it. Uh, but it is not the kind of meeting I want us to have. So I am not, I'm not asking, I don't want, I'm not asking for Pentecostal. I'm not asking for roosters. Uh, you know, I'm not asking for, for any, anything like that. But what I am asking for is that if we are a place that is committed to prayer and worship, then when we're worshiping, don't let the crowd set the culture. Let's us set the culture. So, so when worship is happening, I don't care if you stand up front. I like it, everybody that stands up front. But I don't care if you stand up front. I don't care if you sit in the back. I don't care where you sit. Would you help? Would you all help us lead worship on Sunday and and then when the message is happening uh, you got to lean into it a little bit you know and you got to so so okay I, I don't have time to go through all of this because I got lots to cover but but I, I want to say this so all right uh, value number two relationships matter a lot and that's actually what I'm going to talk about tonight in just a minute number three God wants people to succeed in life we want to help uh, value number four, excellence inspires people and glorifies God. Uh, value number five, we are life-giving and not legalistic. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I am glad for that. Value number six, generosity is our flow. Think river, not pie. Uh, value number seven, we are fishing in the ocean, not maintaining an aquarium. This is, so let me say, so we, what we do as a church is, is we do schedule events that are intended for us to come together and invite and get people in church and not just have a service for ourselves. And fall kickoff Sunday, uh, that is coming up second Sunday in uh, September, the Sunday after, uh, what is it, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Labor Day uh, in September, uh, is a day that, one, we're trying to pull the whole church back together. Say, all right, you've been to the beach. That's enough. Come on. <laughs> uh, all right, you did, your, you did your vacation. Everybody needs their vacation. That's all cool. That's so cool. But let's, let's all come back together and be strong in the name of Jesus. And let's lean into inviting people. That's why we sent that survey out, and that's what Fall Kickoff Sunday is all about. So would you just set it as a day in your calendar that you're going to be here, you're going to try to invite somebody, you're going to bring somebody, be a part of making that an incredible day, okay? 
So, uh, so this is part of us. This is us not just writing down on a piece of paper that we're maintaining an aquarium. This is us actually fishing in the ocean. All right, value number eight, God so loved the world, he did not send a committee. He, uh, we love leaders and leadership. Value number nine, we love the next generation. Come on. And we, and we value the previous generations. And value number 10, we embrace people just like they are, then we help them grow into all they can be. That's called discipleship. That's what discipleship is. So let me put a, good, let me put a big date in front of you, uh, and it's going to be August 21st. That's just a couple of weeks away. August 21st, we are going to have one combined service to finally have a groundbreaking celebration for our building project. So that is going to be a, uh, a, like a, thank God, finally. You have no idea how much, how much grind and work has been happening behind the scenes. If you've built anything, you do know. And, uh, and so we are breaking ground on August 27th, and it is going to be a fantastic day. Uh, so plan to be here, all of us together, 10 o'clock. Uh, that means if you come to early service, you get to sleep in. And if you come to second service, you still get to sleep in because 10 o'clock is late. So uh, you, can, uh, you, you can be a part of that. So uh, what I want to take a few moments to talk about tonight is um, I think you guys know that the, 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 the lean of our church is always forward. Uh, so we are never settling in to anywhere, no matter where we're at. We always believe God wants better. God wants us to reach more people. God wants us to, to grow in our love. God wants us, we're, we're just, we're always going to be going forward. Uh, and um, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's a curse sometimes, but it's, it, it's a part of who we are. It's what we're all about. So I have been working with a guy that is uh, kind of a coaching uh, sort of guy, and um, he has introduced us to a concept that is called natural church development. And natural church development is a um, kind of a, a, a model that is built in, you know, not every model, like, y'all ever do those things in Facebook where you go, let's figure out who you are, or, you know, let's figure out your personality, let's figure out if you really were an Egyptian princess in a past life, I don't know, something, something, something silly like that, but, you know, in other words, there, there are these things that, that kind of help you understand a little bit about yourself and about, you know, whatever, the way you're wired and all. So natural church development is a concept that was, uh, that's been around for, for several decades, um, and it's built around the idea that, that healthy churches typically have eight characteristics that are uh, a part of their church. And uh, the eight characteristics of a healthy church, now they've done surveys and studies of all kinds of churches, literally almost 100,000 different churches, all sizes, large, small, uh, all kinds of different countries, not just American churches. The guys who actually are the founders of all this are German guys, uh, so they're kind of engineers at heart. And, um, but they really love Jesus, and, and they're trying to provide tools that help churches 
grow. So, uh, so the eight characteristics of a healthy church are uh, uh, a healthy church has empowering leadership. A healthy church has gift-based ministry. In other words, we help people locate what their gift is and get them serving there. Uh, passionate spirituality, uh, effective structures, inspiring worship services, holistic small groups, need-oriented evangelism, and loving relationships. So typically, when those eight ingredients are in place in a church, um, they are uh, indicative of a healthy church. And the concept uh, behind all this is it's like you have eight slats in a barrel, and the lowest slat determines how much water can actually get in the barrel. So, so you, you're kind of looking for here's where you're strong, and you're kind of looking for where you might want to raise the slat of the barrel a little bit. So, so the, the way that this works and that you kind of do this sort of survey is um, we had our staff take this survey, and then we, we invited a bunch of people and ended up with about 30 people who are really important in, in terms of our house, and they're very committed, they're in it. They're not all necessarily leaders, but they all love the house, this house, and they're aware of what's going on. So they're not just somebody way out on the fringe and doesn't have any idea what's happening. We pulled them all together, and we took this survey, and we came, we, uh, so what came out of this survey was, was, was this thing, uh, and let me see what this is going to look like. So uh, on, uh, how do I describe this best? A score of 50, if you score 50 at school, <laughs> you've messed up, right? Uh, a score of 50 is, that's the average church. So of almost 100,000 churches, that's the, that's the average Anything above 50 is above average. Anything above 65 is ex exceptionally above average. So uh, we took the, t the survey, our staff took the survey, uh, these 30 uh, core attenders took the survey, and we came out like super high on, on a bunch of things that were our I think we would all go, yeah, empowering leadership, gift-based ministry, uh, effective structures, inspiring worship service, uh, you know, so I mean, we're in the 80s there. This, the, the cumulative score of all this put us at a 75, which puts us in, of all these churches that have ever been surveyed, in the top 15% of all these churches. So somebody say thank you, Jesus, for that. That's a pretty cool thing. That's a pretty awesome thing, and, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, you, you take these tests just to prove how awesome you are, I don't know, but, uh, but what we realized through this, so, so a lot of great things, a lot of healthy things, a lot of good things going on, but we're looking at the kind of where are we coming in on, even though we're above average uh, on everything, where do we come in the lowest? And, and what is this actually saying to us? Uh, because, again, I want to emphasize it is culture, not strategy, that eventually solves the situation. 
So the, as we've talked about it, prayed about it, talked to the coaching guy, our staff has talked about it, we got some other people that we could gather to come back together to talk about it, and where we really are kind of wanting to lean in right now is the culture of connection. Everybody say connection. Connection. That we are leaning in to, to tending the garden of connection in our church. So, you know, in front of us is a fantastic prayer season, fall kickoff Sunday, you know, men's event, women's event, Christmas Eve will be here before you know it. I mean, just all the great stuff that gives us opportunities. Every Sunday we have an opportunity to have an awesome time together. Um, but what, what I want to encourage all of us to do is as the culture shapers of our church to lean in in a serious way on this whole idea of helping to tend the garden of connection. And that may turn out to be get in a small group, lead a small group, or it may turn out to be actually being friendly in church. I do remember one time, this was a long time ago that this happened to me, but you guys know I always readily admit I'm definitely a task person. I love people with all my heart, but I'm a task person. And uh, years ago, I was probably way more tasky than I am now. And I'm riding in the car, and I'm praying, I'm worshiping, and out of the blue, the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart and says, you'd be more valuable to me if you'd be more friendly. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, can I, can I say to you, you, you'd be more valuable to Jesus if you'd be more friendly. Um, and that works everywhere. But, but I, I'm just saying, in, so, you know, the survey has kind of shown us that, our, you know, our church has amazing services, we have great events, we have great people, but like anything, there are, there, there are gardens that get some weeds in them, gardens that need to be tended, that need to be nourished or watered or whatever, and I'm asking you for the season that's in front of us uh, to kind of lean in on this whole idea of the culture of connection within our church. Uh, and, and again, that can show up in any number of ways. As a matter of fact, uh, when, when we come to a close with my se uh, section of this in a few minutes, um, we, we're going to break into departmental meetings and just have a chat for a little while about, you know, let's, how do we lean into this? How do, how do, we, how do we make this happen um, as a church? So can I just teach Bible for just a minute? Is that okay? Can I do that? So Ephesians 4, verse 15, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. From Jesus, the whole body is being fitted, everybody say fitted, held together by that which every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part. This is what causes the growth of the body for the building up 
of itself in love. And, you know, th this is, this whole idea of empowering leadership is an understanding that leaders are needed to lead, but for a church to be everything it's called to be, you guys hear me say this all the time, great church is not built on the gifts of a few. Great church is built on the serving and the sacrifice of the many. And so there's the whole body fitted and held together. I, I'm the biggest believer that God has divine connections essential to your life and that you are essential to somebody else's life. And without those connections, you are never going to fulfill God's best for your life. It's so easy to isolate. It's so easy just to put your head down and get tasky. It's so easy just to not, it takes too much time to be in a small group. It, it takes too much time to show up at church early or hang around for a few minutes. And I understand that. It's easy to, to do that, to kind of isolate. But I, I'm, I'm hoping you could see the value of a bunch of us, even if we were somewhat awkward about it. All of everybody in this room coming to church with this idea, I'm, I'm leaning into connection. I'm leaning into people. I'm going to love on people. I'm not just going to show up for myself to have an experience with God. But this isn't just about God. I hope that you don't take that wrong. But this, this is about God's love for people. And that's what this whole thing is about. So, so destiny is tied up in connections. God's purpose in the earth cannot be accomplished alone. Christianity is not an isolated relationship with Jesus. When you accept Christ, he joins you to his body. He joins you to his church. You're joined to something. Now, the process of walking that out is a, a journey. It's a faith thing. It's a forgiveness thing. It's a love thing. It's a patience thing. But Christianity is both vertical and horizontal, right? And, and I think when God says church, he has more than just a meeting in mind. He has more than just a building in mind. I love buildings. I think they're cool. I like living in one. I like having church in one, you know, but we, come on, we all know this, right? We're building, but we know that building is, the reason we're doing it is for people, not for a building, and Christianity is more than a meeting. So to be in a church, to be the church is not attend a meeting, it is to be relationally, in some ways, covenant-connected to people. And that connection factor is enormous. It's huge. This isn't just add another meeting to your schedule. It's about having your life joined to another life. Christianity is not a meeting you attend. It's a life you share. Amen. All right. Ephesians 2 says, you are no longer strangers and aliens. <laughs> this is someone who's never been to Asheville. Um, <laughs> but, but you are fellow citizens with the saints. You're of God's household, 
built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole body being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. So the process of building is fitting the pieces together. I still remember when we were building uh, our, the, the annex building, and I'm sitting in my office, and sitting on the ground is uh, uh, um, a, a bunch of steel that's going to be the, the kind of the skeletal structure for the building, and uh, we had just written a, a half a million dollar check to pay for that steel to uh, get delivered. And I'm looking at that steel, and, I, and, and I, I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit, because I just had this thought, is that that steel is, uh, is valuable, but until it's connected, it's useless. And, and every person is valuable. I mean, every person has a gift. Every person has something to bring. But... But your true value is only going to be found in being connected. It, you, your value is not just who you, who you are. Your value is in your taking that value and connecting it to other people. And, and if I could say connecting it to the house of God and connecting it to the purpose of God. I love this idea because I think it's beyond, I mean, I think it's important that people help us fulfill destiny. But I see something here that is, that is pretty important to me, and that is that God dwells in the presence of connected people. And that I just think there's, I still think there's something we are yet to walk into that would have us as a church wholehearted, connected worshiping God, front row to back row, what the Spirit of God could do in our midst. I just think we haven't experienced it yet. We, we, I think we've touched it. But, I, but, but so I think this idea of leaning into connection is not just about, you know, people themselves. I believe it is connected, we carry the presence of God. And that's how we bring the fullness of God in. All right, one last scripture, and uh, then I'm going to close. Um, sometime tonight. Hebrews 10, verse 24. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I, so this is the battle of our day, or a battle of our day. The pull on people's time is so big that to come together and connect, it becomes less and less priority in people's lives. And I keep trying to find ways to say this that doesn't come off as legalistic because it's not legalistic to me. I really believe that if, like, if you want your family to be healthy, you got to get together some. I mean, you got to sit down and eat dinner together. I mean, you got to do stuff together. And connected people connect. <clears throat> and I think 
when you have people who kind of think this is their church, but they show up once a month or whatever, I, I, I think we're missing something. And, and, and the pull on time and the pull on energy, um, and I think, a, I think a person who says, I don't need to go to church is really missing. <laughs> you know, I mean, they've invented their own brand of spirituality that they didn't get from the Bible. And, as, and so what happens is it's easy to develop a habit of not coming to church. And, and you have to develop a habit to be in church and then you have to, then it's easy to develop a habit of not coming to church. And, you know, when you ask somebody, you know, why weren't you in church? And you, you don't get to ask that very much anymore, but there was a day when you, we were allowed to ask that. And, you know, and, and what, I, what I remember we had, I had a pastor one time that he said, you know, it really doesn't matter what people say. They might as well say I ran out of peanut butter. Because that's as good an excuse as any of the one you're going to hear, because people do what they want to do. I said people do what they want to do. And, and, and so this whole idea of, of connecting, of getting together. So when we get together, there is something powerful. So when we get, and I realize, I'm not saying everybody has to be at every single thing we do. But I'm just saying, when we get together to pray, there's something about that that is valuable. You, and somebody might say, oh, I'm praying at my house. Well, that's cool. So am I. But, but, we, so we, but coming together just to seek the face of God together, there's something, something that is powerful about that, you know? And, uh, you know, and coming together on a Sunday and showing up to church on time uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Like, like ready to worship, ready to go, ready to give God our best, uh, and, and all leaning into this thing, and we're, our hearts are connected, we're connected to the heart of God, we're connected to the purpose of God. That's just, I don't, that's the kind of church I want to lead. That's the kind of church I want to pastor. That's the kind of church you want to be. One last scripture, and then I, <laughs> now I'm going to stop for sure. First Peter 2, uh, verse 4, coming to Jesus as to a living stone, rejected by men, but choice and precious in the sight of God, you also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I just think connected Stones make a spiritual house. Connected makes you part of something bigger than just yourself. Can I pray for a minute? Lord, as we lean in to this whole idea of connection uh, with each other, with new people, with your house, I'm just praying that this becomes life uh, for every single person in this room. We come tonight and collectively pledge our hearts to connect to you, to people, to your house, to your purpose. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Awesome. All right.
Beautiful.